Welcome to the LinkedIn Branding Show, the podcast empowering women entrepreneurs, experts, and small business owners to rise up and stand out as they build their personal and company brands on LinkedIn. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the LinkedIn Branding Show. I'm your co-host, Michelle B. Griffin, joined by my co-host, Michelle J. Raymond. And it is another one of my favorite topics, two weeks in a row, Michelle. What is it that we're going to be talking about this week on the LinkedIn Branding Show? Well, okay. Last week, we talked about LinkedIn company pages, so we know it's not that. So I think you're number two. Let me guess, LinkedIn Lives. You know me too well. Of course, it's LinkedIn Lives. It's my second favorite thing to do on LinkedIn. So, I mean, we've got so many tools at our disposal on LinkedIn, and I think sometimes you find favorites. So company page is number one, LinkedIn Lives number two. How about you? Where's LinkedIn Lives fit in at for you? It It's coming. I'm coming back for an encore with LinkedIn Lives. I'll tell you last year, you know, I really wanted it, finally got it. Remember last year before creator tools were turned on? You had to apply for LinkedIn Lives, right? They were kind of coveted, the FOMO. I don't have it, so I want it. So last summer of 2021, I had a show the entire 15 episodes. That's how I, quote, put myself out there. You know, LinkedIn Lives are great for a branding perspective because you could instantly make that connection. And I knew I needed to amp it up. So LinkedIn Lives were brilliant for me. Then I took a little bit of a hiatus. Now I just have been guesting on LinkedIn Lives. But you, on the other hand, you started, what, a, over more than a year ago, and you have not stopped. I feel like it's nearly 18 months now. And, you know, some people would say, I love the camera. Uh, but the story goes, I actually started to do the LinkedIn Lives because, as I've shared before, I signed up for a digital marketing course. And one of the first, uh, you know, pieces of homework that I had to do was a five-minute video recording where I had to send that in. And I flipped out. I didn't do it, Michelle. I still haven't done it. I stopped the whole course uh, just because the thought of doing five minutes on video was too much for me. Like, can you even believe that? Well, I think you need to pull it out and put your 50,000 hours on video now, right? You couldn't even do five minutes. Now you've probably done 50,000 hours, Michelle. I don't know. I'm guessing. That's just the point. I was scared to death to put myself out there on LinkedIn Lives. Now, I know you were too, but we felt the fear and we did it anyway. To get out of our comfort zone or to get to our growth zone, we have to get out of the comfort zone. Now, everyone says video, video, video. And I'm one of these people, I still don't like making videos, but I love a LinkedIn live stream because it's just you talking like you and I are here right now recording this. We're in live, even though most people aren't going to see this. You're just talking to someone like you would on Zoom. So you forget the camera is there and you're real, you're raw, you're relatable. That's why I love LinkedIn lives. What about you? For me, it's definitely about the community building aspect of it. It's a place where I get to interact with people. Now, I love writing. I love creating content, but it's an opportunity for people to talk to me, me to get instant feedback from them. And my favorite part is actually when the community that are joining the LinkedIn Live start acting with each other in the comments and start helping each other. And that's what I'm out to achieve. I think that's the ultimate test is when you can get your audience to help each other. You and I, everything about our brands is about how can we enable others? How can we have an impact to help them rise up, stand out on LinkedIn? And these kinds of things like lives, I've done all kinds of different types and guesting just like you. And over the last 18 months that I've had these weekly shows, I would say 
last year doing the Ask Me Anything style with Karen Tisdall, that was hugely successful because I think it's that aspect where people can connect, ask something that's top of mind and maybe not quite ready to invest in products or services. But I think they test you out on LinkedIn Labs. You know, it takes a lot of courage to jump on something and say, ask me anything because you can get asked anything. So you want to know your stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. And you, as you said, the community aspect is so huge because, you know, if you're doing it in that format, you can bring the questions up, really call out, shout out to other people and make them really feel good and give them a prop up. So I love that pay it forward. Another, we talked about connection. We talked about courage you need. We talked about community. And we'll get into this briefly, but another thing that I know you love LinkedIn Lives, because we can tell everyone real high level what you do, is content. I call it the top of the content food chain, Michelle, okay? Because of the repurposing aspect, it's endless. That's another reason why it's a definite branding and content asset for you. Yeah, for me, I make this thing stretch so far with every live that I do, whether it's turning it into a podcast, little clips of posts. I've got the transcript that I can take text out of. I can turn it into audiograms. People say to me, Michelle, your content's everywhere. You know, YouTube shorts, I'm just starting this week or Instagram reels. How do I have time to do that? Plus train customers, plus do this. But what I love, Michelle, the most is sure it helps me with repurposing, but it actually lets people see who I am. Like I come to life and I can't do that with words, no matter how much I want. You've got a bit of an opinion. But I've had the example three times just in this last week. And you'd think, I'm not new to LinkedIn. I'm on 24-7, some may think. But what actually happened was I heard people's voices for the first time in the last week, three, three different people, and it just changed things for me. They went from being a two-dimensional textbook almost to a real-life person. And I got to see their energy. I got to see what they cared about. I got to just hear their accents on a fundamental basic level. And it just built up that connection. I think it's a real opportunity for people that take that leap of faith. It's not always easy. I'm not going to pretend that everyone's going to jump in the deep end like I like to. What kind of things, Michelle, do you think people who like to prep and have all their ducks in a row from a branding perspective for LinkedIn Lives what do you think they need to do for the show? Because I've got some mistakes I made that I'd love to share, which I think if I'd spoken to you up front, I would have had that problem. Well, I'm glad you asked because the beauty about Michelle Squared, we're so alike in so many ways. We're also very different. And one of the sayings is, we'll keep saying this probably every episode, I'm the overthinker, overanalyzer, overplanner, perfectionist. And not that Michelle isn't, but she just goes, all right, I'll figure it out and dies right in. And I'm like, no, no, you can't do that. You've got to research till the end of time. <laughs> no, don't do that. There's a happy medium, right? Although if I had to pick one, I think I might have to be more like Michelle, but jump it in because I feel like you learn. But anyway, I am what I am. Here's the way, here's what I've learned. Here's what I've helped clients with. Think of your LinkedIn Live show as when you were, if you're starting a podcast, right? And one of the things you need is a strategy, a foundation. Who is this for? What are you trying to accomplish? What is this show gonna be about? Give people a reason, communicate the reason why they should tune in each week or listen live or on the replay. People wanna know, and as every day we get more and more crowded in our feeds, things are moving fast. Let people know in a very niche specific way. I think, you know, yours is nailed to B2B 
businesses, small businesses and how to grow and your company page. Good for business. I mean, that's like your core why running through yours. So have a premise. Get really clear in your foundation, I think, is the first step. So then you can dictate into your frequency, your topics, your guests, your branding, all those good things. So I'll stop right there. And then you can tell me what you have and then we can keep moving. I think what happened, Michelle, is I skipped over in the early days who I was doing it for. What was my goal for the show? I just wanted to try LinkedIn Live because I wanted to try LinkedIn Live. And, you know, even though I train other people and say we don't do things just because LinkedIn wants us to, I need to take my own medicine. And so what I did is I worked out how to set up and worried about, you know, I use StreamYard as the third party app. That's my preference. I was more focused on the tech side of things than why or who the show was for. And you always teach me to have that audience in mind first, you know, so they feel like I'm speaking to them and that it applies to them and that that's something that's going to attract them to come and join me. Now, I didn't do that. You know, it was just a let's go do this because we want to do it first. There's some good things that come with that and there's some downsides. And after a while, I realized that who I was attracting in the show and the audience was great. It was an ask me anything style, but that's not the audience that in my business I was driving and growing. So I was attracting people that wanted to get individuals specifically that wanted to ask questions about LinkedIn, not B2B companies that wanted to get more out of it for their sales teams or their marketing teams that wanted to know more about company pages. So even though I was talking about company pages, it was almost like I was talking the wrong level, the wrong words, the wrong kind of concepts. And that's something that I'm really aware of right now. And I think I'll always keep evolving. But not having that audience and outcome in mind, I think some of it, whilst I, you know, like I said, I, I grew in confidence, but I think I wasted some time in not speaking to the right audience. Well, I mean, it's also a live and learn. And I think as your brand pivoted, so did your audience and your offerings. So that definitely should match up. So really good point taken. You know, here's the thing. Have some, as I always say, the guardrails, but the more you get out there, the more you talk to people, it's going to get a little bit closer. So you'll get a narrow road to travel on so you don't feel so spread out. But you did, at what point did you turn it around? Did you, I know you changed some of the branding and the shows and all that, and you kind of made systems. We can get into that, but when did you know it was time to pivot your show? Um, I used the end of 2021 as the kind of finishing point. It was one of those times that it felt physically right. You know, there's a bit of a cathartic end of year, uh, you know, let's try something new in the new year. And that was part of the reflection over having three weeks off over Christmas. I had some time to slow down to actually not just be in that hustle and bustle of trying to get stuff done for clients, trying to build a business. And it felt like I was a rat on a wheel. And then those three weeks where I stopped and went, okay, what do I want next? And I feel like, you know, as we get to the last quarter of this year, that I'll probably do exactly the same thing over this Christmas break, planning a bit of time to have to myself to get those kind of creative juices flowing and work out where do I want to get to next. Now, one of those things that I think will pop up, which I haven't really done for myself. So I've done a lot of shows where I've had a guest or a co-host. I've done a lot of shows where I've been a guest, 
but I haven't done a lot, maybe a handful of shows that I do by myself. And I think whilst there's advantages to having guests and it's something that I encourage people to start off with, it's so much easier to do similar to what we're doing here and now is bounce off each other, have, you know, a conversation, but I want to take it to that next level and have people see me as an expert where I can talk about my things, my way, and really own that space. So always evolving, right? Well, absolutely. And that's the thing when my second podcast comes back, I will have more solo shows because it's a crutch sometimes to lean on other people. And as a host, you, of course, want to be gracious and educate your audience with the guests, but then you're just kind of nodding your head. And depending on the guests, sometimes you don't get a word in edgewise to, to really speak your expertise. It can be a challenge without food and you want to be a gracious host. I've been there, done that. I realize that solo shows for the win. I've even heard people say, I'll do two solo shows, I'm like half the split it up because that's the way. Now, you and I are a little bit different on the our show, because we're really like going back and forth. We're not, I'm not your guest. I'm your co-host, which is totally different than me blabbing and you just shaking your head. Mm. Yeah. Cause that's, that, those are great. But here's the thing. I don't know the real Michelle J. Raymond mm. all the time, right? Here's to your solo shows. One of the things I know we're kind of getting off tangent here, but one of the things you can do, cause some people are like, I would never do a solo show, have a topic, just have a topic and go through the three points, ad libit, and then you're teaching them something and, and it's easy. So, cause I think Michelle, if you're not prepared in a solo show, that can be disastrous, right? So just gabbing about nothing or just going off on tangents. I think if you pick a topic that you're passionate about and super knowledgeable on, so your niche is the thing that you should be able to talk underwater, all of those kind of cliches. If you pick one of those topics and stay in your lane, it's really easy to say, set up a 15 minute LinkedIn live. It doesn't have to go for hours. In my experience, half an hour and less is normally a good amount of time. It's what people will spare. I know we keep these podcast episodes to around 17 minutes, just like the TED Talks. Apparently that's the magical length. But experiment for some businesses or individuals out there, having a one hour show, which is really valuable and you need to go in depth is totally fine as well. So this is where, as we always say, we can't give you a prescription for LinkedIn. You have to do some of the work and try and see what your community wants in the format that they want, not necessarily what you want to do. And so too many people, I think, like I did in the beginning, created a show for me in, you know, to do the things I wanted out of it. I'm so glad that you mentioned the difficulties in being a host for me. I'm exactly the same as you. I hate sitting there not talking. I love guesting because you get to do all the talking. I'm sure people are listening into this, just shaking their heads going, oh yeah, sure, you pair hate sitting there quiet. I had to laugh when you were saying that. I was like, yes, my head was nodding. Seeing you at LinkedIn Lives and, I, and I'm thinking, I know she wants to talk right now, but she has to nod that head and dead. <laughs> I know. And you end up sitting there just like a puppet. On yeah, you feel, you feel just worthless or useless up there. I've got to give solo shows. I think on my podcast, 52 episodes. My other podcast, I had like two solo shows. Ridiculous. If you're going to have a LinkedIn live show, definitely we want to hear from you. We want to know you. So definitely consider that aspect as well. Now, to keep us with a shorter episode, we can always do two parts in this wonderful topic of LinkedIn lives you and I both love. Let's talk about some higher brand level branding things that people might want to consider 
if they're about to launch or revamp their show. So Michelle, one of the things, you know me, I overplanned, I made sure I found a cool name and then I had a subtitle. Think of your title as a book and the subtitle who it's for, have a set time possibly and 30 minutes or less. I did an intro and outro. I did a 10 second countdown. I had music. I made it. I rehearsed it. I did all the things to make it look really like a, like something we're tuning into. Now, not saying you have to, you know, build a studio in your backyard for this, but we have so many tools now that make it so easy. So tell us what you did to do your branding for your show. If I was setting up a show from scratch today, there are a couple of things that I would do. I think the name is important and something that I underestimate until I have conversations with you. So you can see the Good for Business show ties into Good Trading Co and doing business for good. So there's a lot of alignment there and reinforces that message. My show branding colors align with my company colors as well. So it's that continuation of my brand, no matter where you find me, you'll see those same three colors, you know, pop up all the time. I would say get consistent. So I think for me, a weekly show works perfect. I think for others, maybe even if it's once a month, I think the consistency over time builds an audience and lets people see that you're not just a one hit, one dub, that you've got substance. That consistency lets people look out for it. So they're the kinds of things that I do, but most importantly, I think you've got to have the audience in mind. And for me, the level up is to have what is the business product or service that I'm driving people towards? Because I'm not here just to entertain people. You know, I make no apologies. I'm here to grow a business, grow my pipeline. Uh, you know, I have financial goals just as much as I want to be a good community member and tying the direction of the show to my products and services in a subtle way. It doesn't have to be like an infomercial. I'm here to sell you and you get a free set of steak knives. I, I think just doing it for the sake of doing it is also a mistake. And this is where I think I'm heading over the next probably six months. You'll start to see me connect. Hey, this is how you set up a company page. And if something resonates, but you're not confident, then by the way, I've got page admin training, come over and join me. And so it's about setting up value and then connecting it to those products and services so that there's a return on the investment of the time that it takes to create a LinkedIn live. Absolutely. That's the whole reason why I have my tagline, get noticed, get known, get results. You're putting yourself out there, getting known for your area expertise, and you're doing it to get results, right? On so many different levels. So absolutely love that. Michelle, at a future date, I really think we could come back and talk about LinkedIn Live Encore episode because we didn't even touch the connections, the invitations. What do you do after? I mean, we're not giving a masterclass, but I want to educate everyone on how much there is to go high levels to think about. We'll mark that in for a future episode because we are getting a little ahead of ourselves time-wise today. So Michelle, what actual tip, as we always do, what would you suggest? I would suggest to people that you start writing a plan. And plan is not a word that comes out of my mouth very often, but I think it's important. And I think it's to start to have the goal in mind of what you want to achieve so that you can work backwards from there and the show fits into the goal, not the other way around. Well, this will fit in, my tip will fit into yours a little bit. Not only should you have a plan and 
have a niche audience, all that, go do it. I'm very big about what are your competitors doing? Not to copy them, to find our opportunity gaps, right? So go do a search on LinkedIn with hashtag LinkedIn Live or LinkedIn Lives, all right? Or LinkedIn Live Streaming. Those are three hashtags. See what shows are out there. Go look in the events tab and you'll see lots of different shows because you want to see, hey, is there someone doing exactly yet? How can I niche it down or change it up a little bit? But then don't let that stop you, right? Don't let that stop you. The only thing that might stop you is that if I said on this podcast, if someone has the exact same name you were going to use, that might be a little bit confusing for LinkedIn. But other than that, you got to go for it. You just reminded me, and I promise I'll stop after this, but I, we know I love LinkedIn Lives, is that when the new Discover tab comes along, so when LinkedIn rolls that out, there's actually an events tab within that. So this is a new feature LinkedIn's bringing, which will actually make events like LinkedIn Lives and even LinkedIn Audios become more visible for people to discover you. So there's another tip and another reason why I think we should consider it. Last thing, Michelle, which we need to actually remind people, the LinkedIn branding book coming out 18th of November, we request that anybody that's listening into the podcast, come and find the LinkedIn branding show company page on LinkedIn to stay up to date with everything that we've got coming up ready for that launch because you are planning a party. Oh my God. Yeah, I, can't, I wish I could talk about it now. She won't let me, but uh, <laughs> that's me, true. She's making me finish writing the book, but I guess that's important. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got to do that. So, yeah, yeah, everyone that has been supporting us, we really appreciate all of the feedback. Do reach out and connect with Michelle and I on LinkedIn. We want to hear from you. If this episode has inspired you, if it's helped you, if you've got some questions, you know where to find us. And so please come and find us and let us know. All right. Well, that's another wonderful episode and part two will be coming down the road. So thank you for joining us, everyone. We can't wait to talk with you next. And until then, keep putting yourself out there. You have a brand to build, a business to grow and people to impact. So we'll catch you soon. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in today. You know, more women like you need to be out there on LinkedIn building their personal and company brands. We would be so honored if you could leave us a five-star rating and review so we can connect with more women and reach more people. That's it for this week. So until next time, connect with us on LinkedIn and keep putting yourself out there.